In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Christ is in our midst. Again, I say to you, it's a great joy to see so many of you here today, especially at this time, so we can uh, offer a message about the gospel and the epistle and about where we are in our liturgical life immediately after we read the gospel and the epistle, which is where it's called to be offered and it makes most sense because the seed of the word, the logos, has been planted and now let us, or let me attempt to try to water it a bit so quickly after it's been planted. So this is why we do this now. So it's so wonderful to see so many of you here. We live in a world that every day, every minute it seems like, that the word and the concept and the understanding of choice is become even sacred. Choice. Because it's tied so much with what we perceive to be a freedom, right? And we are so quick to lift up, and I use this word, this, this phrase, this understanding of lifting up uh, for a reason. We lift up choice and freedom and rights. Now we know that there have been throughout the history, there has been throughout the history of the world, peoples, nations, religions, all sorts of collective groups of people who have been oppressed and have had to fight, even take up arms in order to obtain and achieve their freedom. And we honor this. We, we honor it in this country on July 4th, and we honored it this past Friday for the country and the nation of Greece for their independence. And I spoke about, as I was preaching, about the connection for Greek Independence Day between the beginning of the revolution, or the beginning of the fight for freedom, rather, and the Feast of the Annunciation. Because in the Feast of the Annunciation, or the Evangelismos, we understand theologically and spiritually that this was, as the hymn says, today is the beginning of our salvation. The day that the Archangel Gabriel brought the message to Mary that she would bear God in her womb. She would give birth to Jesus Christ, the God-man, as we say. And in this is the freedom for her to choose. Choose to say yes or no before this event took place, before this action happened. And she, of course, said yes. And this was, as the hymn says, the beginning of our salvation. This is true freedom. And the, and the leaders of the nation of Greece, or the peoples of Greece in particular, connected these two events 
on purpose, the religious leaders in particular, because it was this understanding of true freedom and liberty and justice in this beautiful gift of our salvation that they understood would be the foundation for their own search or their own fight, if you will, for freedom and liberty and justice. And yet, in this world, we have this sadly distorted understanding and application of choice and freedom and liberty and justice. Now, I'm not here to go into all of these things as to what's going on in the world other than to say this is why we celebrate this Feast of the Cross. We talk about this Feast of the Cross, in particular this particular Feast of the Cross, the veneration of the Cross in the midpoint of Lent as, among other things, the midpoint because it gives us strength and encouragement to continue on with the fast. It foreshadows the crucifixion of our Lord and His resurrection. It gives us direction on our journey. All these things are true. But I would say that today is a day of choice. It's a feast of choice is what it is. Let's go back to the gospel and listen to the gospel. The Lord said, if anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. You see, our Lord is, and in the sequence of his life, this is early on in his ministry, before his road and journey to the cross, the Via Doloroso, the road journey to the cross. And he's giving us a choice. He's offering us a choice, a calling and a commitment, a choice. You see, this is the beginning in this story of an opportunity for us to choose. What's that movie? You chose poorly or you chose wisely. I think it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. You chose poorly, you chose wisely. But there was a choice. There's always a choice. There's always a choice. But as Christians, this is the choice that we should understand, that we should focus on, that we should devote ourselves to understanding and to accepting. That is why we are where we are in this journey towards Lent this year and in our journey as Christians in our life to understand this choice but with choices with freedom I said a couple days ago come responsibilities we have responsibilities you know we we have this country we have we have a constitution and a bill of rights and we have laws and we have we have responsibilities as citizens of this country as citizens of this city this state, this country, it's the same in any other country of the world. There's responsibilities with this freedom. 
It's the same thing for us as Christians. There's responsibilities we have as recipients, as, as receiving this gift of salvation, this choice that we make. There's a responsibility. If you want to come after me, deny yourself. This is both a, a command and a call and a responsibility to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow me. This means something for us as Christians to deny ourselves. And it's not these things that I was denied from having because of all these things around us. I don't have this because this happened to me or I don't have this because I'm from this part of the country or the world or I'm in this and that and the other. No, no, that's not what this means. It's looking in at ourselves. What can we, what can we deny ourselves? What can we do? What can we give to follow him? In the, in the gospel, the gospel that we read both from the, the gospel book and you see here, and you've read other places. In ours, it's uh, from the Revised Standard, Revised Standard Version is the translation we use. And we've talked about this a bit before. There's no translation that's perfect because it doesn't translate it perfectly in many cases. And today is, is one of those cases. You have to look back at the Greek. Because in the Greek that I read, in the, in the English, let me say, it says, for whoever would save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. Well, the word is psyche in Greek. And that means something different. It means soul, your soul. Now, our lives are important, very much so. It's a wonderful thing to live, and we're thankful for it. But eternally, it's our soul that we're speaking about here. Or it's our soul we're speaking about here, and eternally, this is essential. And this is what we must understand when it comes to denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following Him. For whoever would save his soul will lose it, and whoever loses his soul for my sake and for the Gospels will save it. Think of it this way. Think of it this way in terms of how we prepare ourselves. Think of it in this way in terms of what is valuable to us. Our life indeed is valuable to us, but one day we won't have it. This is a fact. This is a reality. But it's our soul eternally that we must prepare ourselves for eternal life. This is the choice that we should be focusing on and making. This is the choice and the freedom that we are blessed with that we should and we must, we must prepare ourselves for. And this is the message of the cross. Very shortly at the end of Divine Liturgy, just before we end, we will make the procession, I will make the procession with the cross and we'll lift up high the cross as we process around. And our choir will beautifully chant, Holy God, Holy Mighty, Holy Immortal, Ayus Otheos. And then we'll chant the hymn of the feast. And then as we just chanted, your cross, O oh Lord, do we venerate, we glorify you. 
Think of this. Think of it very seriously as we lift up this cross and as we process. Because indeed in the cross is our opportunity, is our calling, is our invitation to make a choice. There's a, a beautiful song, it's a contemporary Christian song, many years ago in the 90s I heard from Point of Grace. They say, the bridge, they use this analogy, the bridge crosses the great divide. And any of those who've, who've uh, crossed the Mississippi, how long that bridge is when you cross over. It's a long bridge because it's a great divide. But then they say, the cross bridges the great divide. There's a bridge that crosses the great divide, but the cross bridges the great divide. Because it's the cross. And in the epistle we hear this today, we heard in the epistle from uh, Hebrews that let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need the throne of grace of course as we say in our creed is where jesus christ when he ascends to heaven and sits on the throne the throne of grace that unites heaven and earth that unites God and the Creator and His creation. When we were initially created, we were in communion with Him, and then there was a separation, a great divide. It's in the cross that this divide is bridged, is brought together. The throne of grace is the cross, because in the, on the cross and through the cross, salvation has come to the world. And that great divide is bridged once again in the cross. So this is the feast. This is why we celebrate it today. To remind us of these things. And to offer us once again an opportunity to choose. And I say, let us choose wisely. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.